Blog Talk Radio. Now, last night I went to bed thinking about Tim Tebow, and that's not good. I don't want to go to bed thinking about Tim Tebow. I want to go to bed thinking about my life or maybe the nice weekend I'm going to have. But instead, I have this guy Tim Tebow on my mind. And there's two things that I want to clear up, gentlemen. I'm joined by Mo and Charlie, the tank tight minute guys. Uh, first thing I want to know is how talented a football player this guy is, and that's what we're going to talk about, and just exactly why he is so popular. Now, Chaz and Mo, last night you two guys had a total different opinion about what he's going to be as a football player. Chaz thinks there's absolutely no way he's going to sniff a starting job at all next year, while Mo, you say that the opposite is true, that he could very well uh, – you know, take over as the Broncos starting quarterback next year. Mo, you go first. Why do you think there's a great shot that Tim Tebow is going to be the starting quarterback? And if so, how good is he going to be? Well, for one thing, if you notice, a lot of first-round quarterbacks that are taken, usually they're sitting behind someone who's great. Tim Tebow isn't sitting behind someone who's great. He's sitting behind a decent game-managing quarterback like Kyle Orton, but that's about it. You know, and I'm always bringing. What? Dead Mo. No. Oh, yeah. He uh, he brings you know game managing skills to the game, but he doesn't bring anything extra to the game, other than that. So that's that's why I feel that Tebow's got a shot at even winning this quarterback job because of that. He's not sitting behind a Brett Favre, a Peyton Manning, or Tom Brady. He's sitting behind a. Very average, but manageable quarterback. And I think you're being kind uh, to Kyle Lord. I don't even think he's half that good, but that's another discussion. And Charlie, what do you think about what Mo's saying there? Well, there's Kyle Orton, who didn't do bad for them last year. Then there's also, what's his face, that they, that they just picked up in Brady Quinn. Who knows if he'll do any better outside of... Uh, Cleveland, you know what I'm saying? He's supposed to he was supposed to be a great quarterback himself coming out of Notre Dame. Yeah, and he was another guy that you thought maybe was gonna be drafted higher than what he was and really hasn't panned out as a pro. Well him and I would say at best a journeyman and Kyle Orton Tim Tebow's way and despite that you don't think that we're gonna see Tim Tebow at all next year. I wanna clarify this and make sure I'm quoting you correctly, you don't think there's any chance that Tim Tebow could get some action in, with the exception of obviously these two guys going down to some serious injuries? He might get into some games, but he will not start, and I don't think you'd probably see him until the second half, probably. You know what I'm saying? He's, maybe you'll see him in a wildcat formation. As, As I said, since he is able to run the ball pretty good. Now, Charlie, your take on, on T-Ball uh, as, the, as the football player, because you got to understand, this guy is so phenomenal, and the reason why he kept me up last night is there's two different Tim T-Balls. There's the guy who had the college career, and we don't know what's going to happen with him as a pro, and then there's also the, the missionary to all the uh, other stuff uh, attached to him that uh, is probably more responsible for him having the best-selling jersey. But right now I want to talk about Tim T-Ball, the football player. 
and Charlie, I'm a, I was a little bit confused about uh, wow. some of your comments last night, and you were partly the reason why I didn't get any sleep. Was was that because you uh, was I don't know what, what's that about? <laughs> uh, excuse me a minute. I don't know what that is. We've been having te technical difficulties across the board the first couple of shows, and I'm mm -hmm. trying to do the best I can with them. But uh, right. as I was saying, Charlie, you were confusing me last night because. On one hand, you said this guy was possibly the greatest college talent of all time, but then on the other hand, you don't think you then done, you know, in the next sentence you said we might not even see him play for another two or three years. Now, I can't recall a college quarterback coming out drafted, highly regarded, having to wait that long. Well, I mean, can you explain that? Well, he's a highly talented player. Tim Tebow was not supposed to be the, the second-picked quarterback in this draft. He was supposed to be the fourth-picked quarterback in this draft. And most teams didn't even think he was going to play quarterback for their teams, you know, because of his size. He's 250 pounds. I mean, that's a big quarterback. He's He's got more the body of a fullback or a tight end, you know? Okay, and why? Why was he not? Why was Jimmy Clausen and who was the other quarterback? Colt uh, McCoy. And Colt McCoy. Why were those guys supposed to be drafted ahead of him? If he had, he's the guy with the luxurious, you know, career with the Florida Gators and with the uh, Heisman Trophy. Now, before you answer, Chaz and Mo, I want you to chime in on this too. Sure. I mean, I don't know if winning the Heisman Trophy. I'm, I'm assuming that winning the Heisman Trophy and a, and a college championship. I think multiple college championships, right? Uh, uh, he was a starter reason. for one of them, though. Well, I think that was a big reason as to why he's considered so good. I don't know what that is. Hold on a minute. Guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. We, another technical difficulty one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I'm going to have to really <laughs> look into this. But, uh, you know, and I, I was just looking at Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks over the past few years. And, uh, you know, Charlie mentioned one last night, and Charlie Ward, uh, Gino Toretta, Danny Werfel, Chris <laughs> Winky, Eric Crouch. I mean, all, all, all who got. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. And then it gets a little bit better. You have a Carlson Palmer, probably the best of the bunch that I just mentioned. Matt Weiner, who... As you know, from what I know, and I'm not a big college football fan, had the biggest name coming out of college football as a quarterback. I mean, he had a great winning streak with UFC and all of that, and a Heisman Trophy. And he actually, I believe, was drafted higher than Tim Tebow. But none of these guys, other than Carlton Palmer, had a really great pro career. So, I mean, what about this? makes him such an all-time elite college player because it can't be the, just winning the Heisman Trophy because I just gave you a bunch of quarterbacks that have won the Heisman Trophy, and none of them are going to be mistaken for one of the greatest college players of all time. So, Mo, what do you think it is? Well, I think for one thing with uh, Tim Tebow, I think it's because of the numbers he put up. Now, with the team he was with, I mean, he had to be the man pretty much. He's the guy who actually took over the games for them and actually made the plays that they needed. Right. Well, numbers, I mean, again, I'm not the greatest college football guru in the world, but I do know that numbers for a quarterback really don't mean a whole lot 
I mean, I, I know plenty of quarterbacks who had great careers and great numbers. Uh, I, I recall David Klingler throwing seven or more touchdowns in one game, and he was a terrible pro. So, Charlie, when you said he would maybe go down in history as the greatest quarterback uh, college player, I think you said, of all time, mm-hmm. based on what was your opinion based on? I mean, it couldn't be just based on the Heisman Trophy because I just read you his company, and none of those guys are going to be, you know, confused with some of the greatest players in college history. So what is it? Well, let's see. Uh, Herschel Walker was one of the greatest players in college history. Well, I'm talking about quarterbacks. I'm talking about quarterbacks. Well, I'm talking about all around. Well, let's say, well, he broke, let's see, he had last year alone, he had 35 touchdowns, 21 throwing, 14 rushing, and only threw five interceptions for the whole season. I mean, in his sophomore year when he won the Heisman, he had 32 throwing touchdowns and 23 rushing touchdowns, and that's in 13 games and only threw six interceptions. You know? Again, great numbers, but I I think there have been great numbers like that across the board. And let's say you're right. Let's, Let's say that he is one of the greatest college players of all time based on what he's accomplished. And Herschel Walker is one of the greatest. Neither one of them. I mean, Herschel Walker had a good pro career, a solid pro career, but he's not making the Hall of Fame. What do you think is in store for Tebow in terms of, uh, you know, how good is he going to be as a pro when he does get to play? I said, I don't know. And I said, I'm very worried about uh, concussions, et cetera, with him because he plays so hard. He, he will throw last year in the Kentucky game. He got hit in the chest and he got – Carted off the field, and they had to uh, administer to him. They had to take him to the hospital. Nothing permanent, but uh, he had a concussion-like syndrome. And when you start seeing players get concussions this early, you can never tell what's gonna how it's gonna go for them. And well, what about? I mean, I, I just read your whole slew of backs that have won the Heisman, and when it comes to the Heisman Trophy winners, they just want to stick with quarterbacks for the moment. I think I mentioned Ty Detmer, Doug Flutie. I mean, all these guys were terrible. The two best names I could see from uh, 1980 on were Vinny Testaverde and Carlson Palmer. Uh, How come guys are winning the trophy? A lot of quarterbacks are winning the Heisman Trophy, and some of them aren't even, you know, getting NFL time, like a a Gino Toretta. You know, what is your opinion on that? Well, I think the reason as when it comes to the college game and when it comes to the pro game, there's two different levels. College game, a lot of quarterbacks don't have to make these read and react calls on the defense with the blitzes and everything. The plays are piped in from the coaches. So for them, they just basically have to know where the guy's going on the route to throw it to them. They don't have what, what's in the NFL, what they call a passing tree, where wide receivers run certain routes on certain plays. In college, they basically run wherever they want. It's almost like, in a sense, touch football when it comes to the college game compared to the NFL game. I think that's one of the reasons why these quarterbacks just can't handle getting into the NFL because they get these playbooks that are like 200, you know, plays, 200 pages, plays upon plays, audibles, this and that, and they're not able to decipher a lot of these things. 
Okay, Mark. And another thing I wanted to mention before we get back to Mr. Tebow uh, is that uh, not only are a lot of Heisman Trophy quarterbacks uh, coming into the NFL and not really doing much, quite a lot of the quarterbacks are getting picked by with the number one pick and be, being terrible. Jamarcus Russell comes to mind, Tim Couch. I mean, who scout? Why is you know is that the reason? What you just explained that this guy's just being scouted wrong? Are they just putting too much into the combine? What is it? Plain and simple, what I think is the reason why is scouts. For instance, Eric Barry. Nobody wanted to take him higher than he was taken. Nobody wants to pay a player because you know you have that pay scale of first you know first pick, second pick, third pick. Nobody wants to pay a guy unless he's going to be a quarterback that kind of money, if you think about it. Now, these guys who usually you're paying the money to, you expect them to do something almost right away with the number one pick. You're not going to pick an offensive lineman and pay him $30, $40 million guarantee as opposed to a quarterback who could change a game. Yeah, and to me that's another mystery as to why Tebow wasn't like at least a top 10 quarterback, but uh... – I think it's safe to say when it comes to Tim Tebow as a football player, uh, it's very debatable based on the numbers that Charlie gave us that he is one of the greatest college players of all time. And it's just a wait-and-see process with him as a pro quarterback. Nobody's really, it sounds like nobody's really expecting him to be a Peyton Manning, but you, you never know. He could wind up surprising you. And, I mean, Joe Montana wasn't drafted very high either, and he was one of the greats. So I, I think, gentlemen, it's safe to say that uh, that's kind of the status with him as a quarterback. Would you guys want to add anything to that, Charlie? Well, I don't think he'll – he's not built like a Peyton Manning or a uh, Joe Montana-type quarterback. He'd be, as people have likened him to, as to more of a Steve Young type of quarterback. Okay, Mo. To me, Tim Tebow, with his size and all, he's, he's a big quarterback, and he's similar to maybe a Roethlisberger, but doesn't quite have that weight on him yet. But he's that big mobile quarterback that people like, like you know Dante Culpepper. You go with the, you know, Jamarcus Russell if he actually did what he was supposed to. But the quarterbacks that are big and mobile, that's what teams look for, and that's one of the prototypical things that they want now is a mobile quarterback who can scramble, who can find ways of beating you instead of just with the arm. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned Ben Roethlisberger because he's part of what I want to discuss in our next uh, segment of Mr. Tebow, and that's uh, his character off the field. Now, I think we're all in agreement that Tim Tebow is the biggest selling jersey of last month because of his character and and because of his reputation. It's a little bit... uh, you know, debatable as to exactly what it is. I feel that it's mostly uh, his stance on abortion and the big commercial that everybody talked about prior to the Super Bowl and most people watched. Charlie thinks he's developed that over time with all of his missionary work. But I think nonetheless, I think that's the main reason as to why. And prior to him getting in trouble with the all of these allegations and the suspension. Ben Roethlisberger was one of the biggest selling jerseys, mainly because of what he was doing on the field. Multiple Super Bowl winner, uh, prolific win-loss record, uh, a lot of come-from-behind wins. 
and then he gets into a lot of trouble off the field, and he's not even in the top 25 selling jerseys anymore. So I, I think the character has a lot to do with the, these two guys and what made them successful with the jerseys. Now, Charlie, with Tebow, you, you still feel that the abortion thing is not an issue? Well, I don't think it's as big of an issue as you're making it, as I said. But the thing is, do you know why, he, do you know why they did the commercial? Tell us why, Charlie. Because when the mother had gotten sick while uh, she was pregnant with him and was told by doctors to have an abortion. I didn't know. But she said no. Well, that was part of the commercial. That was in the commercial. Well, that was the main reason to do it because that's... Oh, yeah, no. Well, I thought there was something else there. But, yeah, that was part of the commercial. But I think that it was such a heavy uh, topic. I mean, prior to the Super Bowl, you know, you have the two weeks of all the media garbage, and most of that stuff is nonsense. And the Tim Tebow commercial really took over uh, the media, maybe not so much the sports media, but but all the politics were talking about it. You know, the left-wingers had their opinion, the right-wingers had their opinion. And, And I think that abortion is such a, a main topic. This country is divided in many ways and no bigger way than uh, abortion. You know, you could cut it right down the middle. And I think that, you know, people tune into the Super Bowl just to watch commercials. Right. And, okay, uh, but those were 30 second right, commercials. Oh. How come that gets all this uh, mention that's all anybody wants to talk about, but then when some some knucklehead up in Boston says that uh, Tim Tebow's house looks like a Nazi rally on draft day. <laughs> Nobody says anything. Well, we'll clear up what you're talking about because I don't know what you're talking about. I can't comment on it if I don't know. See, well, see, well, that's one of the things too. A, a guy named I don't know what the hell's his name, Fred Tetcher, who who has a one of the sports radio shows up in Boston was quoted as saying of uh, Tim Tebow's house on draft day, it looked like some kind of Nazi rally. So Lily White, it was, is what I'm trying to say, like the Stepford Wives. Well, that's an interesting comment and, and totally uncalled for, but I, I think Nazi is an interesting uh, a, a term to use. I mean, when I think Nazi, I, I think of... Uh, and we're getting into a total different thing, a little political, but, I mean, I'll address it since you mentioned that. When you say Nazi, I think communism. And uh, the current no, president, mm, Barack Obama, is, is, well, that's what I think. Uh, you asked me for my opinion, and let me finish. I know. Uh, and, uh, you know, the current president, Barack Obama, has been compared to Hitler. And if that's not going to bother you and get you irate, then you can't bring this up to me and make this like the biggest crime in the, of the century. Oh, 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 I'm oh, way, oh. Oh, oh, you you know what? Actually, you know what? It doesn't deserve to be mentioned at all. You know, I mean, maybe if Don Imus had said it, it, it'd be a big deal, but I guess not. Well, I'm not sure exactly what you mean. My point to you is, if you're going to start, you know, making up, let's uh, talk about how the president is being uh, bashed by every by Glenn Beck and a lot of other people being compared to Hitler, uh, if that's not going to bother you, then don't bring up on my show 
a guy calling Tim Tebow a Nazi, because let's be fair about it. Oh, wait. Don't let one, don't let one thing be an issue and the other thing be a, a brush off, like, oh, everybody does that. That's part of the game. Oh, wait. Well, there's a politician and a sports person. I, I believe the president before had enough uh, jibes at him. Well, I don't remember anybody calling him Hitler. I mean, you, you, so you mentioned Nazi, so let's stick to the correlation. When you say Nazi, I think communism and I think Hitler. And the president has been called that by many people, and I'm sure that doesn't bother you. So let's not discuss it, unless you want to discuss it on both sides of the fence. Well, I, I certainly would not associate with those that would refer to him as Hitler. You sure about that? I thought I saw a few of them at your house the other day. You're making Bobby. <laughs> see? See? There you go. I mean, you should hang out with this guy, Tetcher, or whatever his name is. Well, what do you want me to say about it? The guy said that his house looked like the Nazis. I, I, I mean, like I said, I, I don't care about Tim Tebow either way. I, I'm a guy who personally is not uh, that passionate about abortion, and the reason why is, I clearly understand both sides, and I literally change my opinion a lot. I, I understand both sides of the argument, and I respect anybody that comes out on abortion on either side of the fence because they are going to be ridiculed, and they are going to have a target on their back forever. But to think that that's not one of the reasons why he's so popular is at, you're out of your mind. Well, as I said, 30% of the... Uh... The and that's also that the reason had... why he's also – wait, hold on, Charlie. Just uh, let me finish my point. And that's also the reason why he's also so hated. It works both ways because he's as hated as he, as he is like. That's why he didn't even show up to the draft. Now, now you can make your point. No, well, he, he, he didn't show up to the draft because he wasn't supposed to be picked in the top ten. He wasn't supposed to be picked in the first round. Yeah, you believe – and George Bush was really looking for weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> You believe that? You believe that one too? No, I'm Tony sorry. Blair looking for gotta, those. I, I just gotta bust your chops about that, Charlie. No, I mean I clearly think he stood away from the draft because of the attention he was getting from the commercial. I, I, part of it was because maybe he wasn't going to get picked high, but I, I think that was, in my opinion, I think that was an excuse and a coy. I mean, most of these guys know exactly when they're going to get picked and at what time. And I think that because of who he is, is the main reason why he stood home. And I don't expect you to agree with me, but that's my opinion. Mo, I, I, you haven't talked in a while. What do you think about all this? Well, for one thing, I think with Tim Tebow, like you were saying, I think one of the reasons why he didn't show up as well, as you mentioned, was because he wasn't going to be picked you know, within the top ten. You see what happened to a guy like Brady Quinn. The guy shows up. He doesn't get picked till you know, the 20-something or second round. I don't remember exactly, but, you know, this guy sat there squirming the whole time. And I think Tebow thought that was going to happen to him as well. So why show up to this thing and, you know, make yourself look like a fool, I think? Well, you know, it's all, it's all for debate. I don't think – I mean, you can't cherry-pick to believe – what you want, and then try and question when somebody else is trying to be honest. And I think that's what we do a lot of times. Like we, we choose when we want to be cynical and we choose when we want to be take a guy's word for it. And I can understand why you would want to take 
a guy like Tebow's word for it, who seems to be, you know, a model citizen. And Chaz, I'll give you some time now to discuss what, how, what you think, all the things that Tim Tebow has done in his life, in his career. And, uh, you know, just talk about that for a minute as to why you think Tim Tebow is so popular and the man that you admire. Well, as I said, what do people like about him? Well, I, I want to hear what you like. What you knew, you know about him. You seem to have a very a passionate opinion as to what he's about. I'm not saying you're the biggest fan of his, but you seem to have a very passionate opinion as to why he is so popular. So I want to hear your specific reasons, not why anybody else. You know, I want to know why you think he is so popular. Because why he is popular is obviously up for debate. But what is your opinion as to why? Give me some well, facts on what he's done. Well, well, for one thing, it's his home state of Florida. They bought thirty percent of the shirts for him, and he's not even playing in Florida. So that's one of the reasons for his high uh, amount of uh, uh, t-shirt uh, sales. And they were even selling his jersey. Before they had a number on it, you know, saying so they didn't ship anything until he, he he was given a number by the Broncos, but they were selling the shirts before he even had a number yet. Let's see, uh, you know, what I'm saying I'm sure you know that he was homeschooled during high school, and he was lucky enough to be in Florida where they passed a law that where homeschool kids could participate in sports. It wasn't possible before that, and they've since started passing more bills around the country. Uh, Alabama and Kentucky noted, and they're calling it the Tebow Bill, which allows homeschooled kids to participate for a high school near theirs in sports. And from what you know about him, I mean, his career hasn't even started yet, but from what you know about him, do you think he has any kind of political aspirations? <laughs> no. Number one, he's a he's a missionary. He he still goes around. You know, I'm saying he went to the Philippines last year, helped with various. Wasn't he uh, born in the Philippines, Chaz? Yes, he was. Okay. You know, I'm saying, but uh, but as I was saying, he grew up in Florida and was homeschooled by his mother. Right. You know, say or at least by the time he was in high school, he was in Florida. But uh, he, his uh, father, I believe, runs a orphanage over in uh, the Philippines, and he goes and visits it, and he helps out with the medical and dental procedures, even performing such things as circumcisions and things for uh, the orphans and etc. Well, my last question for you, Chaz, on this particular aspect of T-ball, is there's no doubt that, you know, you looked at a, a very impressive resume of uh, service that this guy does, and he's definitely a model citizen. But my, my question to you, and Mo, you could chime in on this as well, is what's the, is there any difference between what he's doing and what, what the many NFL players do for the United Way? in terms of being a model citizen because Tim Tebow, I think, has uh, the uh, reputation of being a much more model citizen and, and together uh, 
you know, person than most of the NFL players. And it's unfortunate that most of the time we only hear about certain NFL players is when they're in trouble with the law. But I, I remember the United Way commercials from when I'm a kid, and it seems to be they still have those. A, a very solid. Yeah, and they're still going on now. So my question is. You know why? Why doesn't that get as much attention as to the stuff that you're saying, describing that Tebow does? Because, because he's doing it before other... he's he's doing it before he he got to the NFL. That's what makes okay. him a little different. But to me, that's not different in the sense that he's a much more model citizen than most NFL players. He had, he's more you know of a stand-up citizen or however you want to put it. Because let's face it, I think the only time we hear about NFL players is, you know, if it's attached to steroids or if they're in trouble in the, with the law or if they have, uh, you know, a hot model girlfriend, you know, other than the actual play on the field. That's the only other, only other time we hear about NFL players. Okay, well, Mo, what do you think about that? Well, I think you're absolutely right with that. I think when it comes to selling papers and, you know, all these other internet sites and these cable stations, they know that what grabs headlines is the negative stuff. And that's why they play so much about the negative stuff and not enough about the things that they do well. You could, I mean, you go to any paper, you could probably find a tiny little article about someone doing something great from one of the major sports, you know, NFL, NBA, or, you know, MLB or NHL, but then you'll see this huge write-up about a player, you know, raping a 16-year-old, an ex-NFL player, raping a 16-year-old girl. That's always going to make front page because for some reason people love gossip, and, and that's what sells papers. Well, if a guy rapes a 16-year-old go- girl, Mo, I think he should be in the papers and he deserves everything he gets. Oh, but why should we care? But why should we care if one of these guys is dating, you know, a hot model or like a Jessica Sisters? Simpson or one of those types. Why? Why is that Trump and not some of the charity work that uh, you know a lot of these guys in the United Way do? Why? Do, in other words, my point is, why does your name have to be Tim Tebow for your your charity work and your missionary work and all your goodwill to get recognized? Well, here's a question for you: Can either of you name what team a Rhodes Scholar was recently drafted onto? I know who you're talking about, but Myron yeah. Rowe, but I don't know what team he's uh, Exactly. Well, what does that have to do with my question? Well, do you know how, do you know how, how, how unbelievable it is to be a full-time college football player and become a Rhodes Scholar? Do you know what it takes to be a Rhodes Scholar? Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. No, but this is something great. This is something, you know what I'm saying, as you said, you talk about all this negative stuff. This is this is an well, amazing nobody, achievement. And that that's not getting a good as achievement. Much well, that's not obviously not getting as much media attention as Tim Tebow is either. So, what's your point? No. Well, what I'm saying is, do you look for anything else like that? Do you pay attention to where this guy gets well, no, drafted or what's going on? I don't pay attention to anything unless I'm drawn to it by the media. If the media well, see, well, in the papers, how am I supposed to know about it? That's a mistake right there. Well, you go looking for it. You know, you don't just don't read have, the headlines. 
what if I don't I don't read anything? I I, I didn't pick up one newspaper, and I know all about Steve Tebow and what he's done, and I, I didn't get it from the newspaper. It, it's everywhere you look. What are you What are you talking about? Well, what I'm saying is, look beyond what they're feeding you. So look I beyond have to, the headlines I, I for have, Tebow. So I have to do all the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Hey, hey, look, hey, all I know is Chad. If you, you want to get the, the real moment. story, do do the work. <laughs> all I know, Chad. So everything is right. That's all okay. The, the the media doesn't have to be accountable for the nonsense, but I'm at fault because I don't. Yes, they do have to be accountable for the nonsense. Well, <laughs> but 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 you have well, to know that it's nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Don't take yeah, what your spoon not, fed. And he was not, he was well, actually taking, he was drafted by the Tennessee Titans. I mean, and that is an amazing individual right there. Yeah, but all right, that's fine, Chaz, but still, that's not my point about uh, Tim Tebow and why why do you have to be Tim Tebow to know all about the good stuff? And you still don't think it has anything to do with his big Christian and pro-life state. I don't think, do you really understand how important it is, what, what a monumental thing it is for somebody to go on record as to say they're pro-life. It's I mean, huge. We have a, what? I think it's huge. Because most of these guys really don't talk about stuff about their religion and stuff. They're either yeah. just wanting to play ball, or, you know, they, they don't want their lives out there in the open. This guy, for one thing, I give him credit, he believes in his religion, and he puts it out there. And, you know, there's not a lot of players out there who do that. Well, yeah, he's, he's the only one I know. And, you know, there's there's the point of why does he, you know, why is he saying this? Why is he he's an NFL player? Why he should keep out of it? You know, it, it, you know, there's so many different things that you could get into. I mean, why does, a, you know, what business does an actor have getting into political stuff? What business does an NFL player have, you know, go, going on the biggest day of, the year commercial-wise to put out his agenda. But, you know, it's, it's all relative. And I think that's the main reason why this guy is getting so much attention. And, well, it's interesting to see. He already got a lot of attention month. before that. I mean, you just didn't follow college football. Well, you got attention as a football player, I think. But uh, let's put it this way. Glenn Beck... And, uh, you know... Yeah, he's Michael a horrible Moore example of a human being. Glenn Beck's a horrible well, example of a human being. Well, those type of guys weren't talking about Tim Tebow before this. And and, that's and you what, know what? I wish they wouldn't, because he just confuses stuff. Well, you, your opinion of Glenn Beck is your own, but you can't deny that he has a following, and a lot of people believe exactly what he says. Right. And you and have that on... So does Michael Moore. Well, I was just going to say, and you have that on the other side of the aisle. I would argue that Michael Moore backs his up with more facts, and Glenn Beck, uh, you know, is just more full of hate uh, than Barack Obama is a communist, is a Nazi, that type of stuff. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Well, but that's almost my cut out opinion. There for a second, and, but I think you're back now. And that's my opinion, uh, and we could we could argue about that till the cows come home. Uh, but my last, have question, my last question is this, and, I, and I'll sit down with you any time, and 
I want you to watch a Michael Moore movie with me and tell me why it's wrong, but that's another story. No, I, I challenge you, Chad. I don't do I that anymore. <laughs> I get kniffles when I talk politics with you. I challenge you to, to, to distort the facts that he presents. You win. If Fine. Bring, if you, you if win you're going to bring one. his name up, let's take it to the show, my friend. Because I, I, I'll do it. I'm not afraid. But my, God. my last question. Wait, <laughs> my last wait, question. wait. So, Zoot, yeah. I, I have to say, I'm very impressed with you. Mm-hmm. You went for the Glenn Beck thing. You didn't even bring up Sarah Palin's name. Where'd it go? Uh, Sarah Palin, you want me to really get into Sarah Palin? Oh, God. Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, I think that's the one uh, whack job that doesn't know Tim Tebow is. So we'll see. You know, I could be wrong. But uh, just one last thing, uh, Chaz and Mo, one question here. Mo, you're uh, the general manager of a football team. You're giving the keys to the castle. Who do you take? Uh, you know, who do you take as your quarterback to start your team? Tim Tebow or Ben Roethlisberger? That's a tough decision, but I mean, given with, are we talking about Roethlisberger now or before the draft? Of Roethlisberger, you got to make a decision today. Today, right now. knowing all the facts that we know now. Right now, today, it's we're we're in reality. I have the power to make you general manager. And you are. Your first decision is to give me a quarterback. Only Tim two quarterbacks available. Tim Tebow, how come? For the fact pro, of what he brings to the table. No, no, it, it really, I go either way with that. It doesn't matter with me. For the reason right, that well, he has shown that he's not a knucklehead up to this point, which Ben Roethlisberger has, that's the problem. Tim Tebow brings these leadership qualities to these, will bring it, to his NFL team, the Denver Broncos. He's shown that in college football that he's able to lead a team. I think in the NFL he could do the same thing. He may not be the greatest quarterback, but he will manage a game just as well as Kyle Orton, I believe, and have and also has a better arm than Kyle Orton. Chaz, who do you start your team with? Rottlesberger or Christian Boy? I don't know. As far as talent goes, I would take Roethlisberger right now. As far as so, the no, no, factor no, no, no. and everything there's, else? There's no as far as. You have to make a decision. <laughs> Who do you start your team with? Tim Tebow or Ben Roethlisberger? Well, if you can promise me that Roethlisberger isn't going to go to jail for the stuff he's already done. I can't promise you a damn thing. <laughs> I can't promise you a damn thing. All the... Other than you better answer the question soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You know, you can't – there's there's too many other factors involved. <laughs> no, they, there is no fact. You have to make a decision. It's your, your job. Who do you well, pick? This, you this is you have to give me more information. I'm not going to say – you, you have everything you need to know about both guys. But what more information do I have? Oh, no. Seems like no. you know the color of shit that Tim Tebow took last year. <laughs> what the hell else do I got to tell you? No, I would need to – I would do some more investigating on, on each one of these guys. Uh, you know, especially well, that's, Roethlisberger. That's, that's Chaz in his nutshell, folks. The man who thinks Mark Burley is going to the Hall of Fame, and I can't wait to get back to that at some point. I think I hear Jay on the line. Jay, is there anything you want to comment about all of this? 
I guess I don't hear Jay on the line. <laughs> I thought I did. I think Jay's coming in right now. Jay, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Cool. Yes, I can hear you. Jay, anything you want to comment about all of this stuff? Were you listening? Yes, I, I, I was listening. No, I thought it was really good. It was really good. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I was I was really impressed by your panel today. And, uh, um, you know, I, I actually give Charlie a lot of credit because he came up with a lot of information that I didn't even know about Tim Tebow. Um, but, uh, the, you know. but yet he can't make a decision as to whether or not he wants him on his team. <laughs> What's that about? I, you know, Mr. Well, Rams, how do you like Sam Bradford? How do you like Sam Bradford for the Rams, Jay? I don't like anybody for the Rams right now. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed Sam, in all aspects of the Rams right now. I'm 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 Sam waiting Bradford, for Georgia. Fun- I'm sorry. I, I'm saying Sam Bradford is another great story that I, I want to talk about at some time in length. Uh, unless you guys have any other uh, things to add about Tim Tebow or any of that other stuff we were discussing, uh, I know, got one like thing. Has, I think Chad that guy's going to make Sarah Palin on his wall. <laughs> what are you going to say, Mo? Tebow, guaranteed the way it looks, and with all these things going on with them, he's going to be a politician one day, guaranteed. Well, Mo, it's funny you should say that because another guy who was a big Christian and a very highly drafted quarterback is now a current member of the House of Representatives. At least he was a couple of years ago. I think he still is. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, Heath Schuler. There you go. And Heath Schuler was drafted a lot higher than... Uh, Mr. Tebow, I think he was drafted four or five by my team, the Washington Redskins, and I knew he was going to be Ugas because I scouted him. But uh, and again, that's my point. I don't think that Heath Schuler, coming out of college, was as highly touted as Tebow, but yet he was drafted much higher. So, as far as I'm concerned, the enigma, the enigma remains, and I still don't think I'm going to get any sleep tonight. Okay, you know what? Here's something else for you to work on. Yeah. Tony Dungy is quoted as saying that he would have picked Tebow as a top 10 quarterback and have him play quarterback for him. Well, it's going to be one thing or... You know saying? And to lead into uh, your video game segment, Tim Tebow is the cover athlete for the NCAA 11 video game. Well, Matt and Chaz is, uh, has officially taken over the show for me. How do you know I'm getting into a video game segment right away? <laughs> I'm just throwing some comments out there. Oh, okay. But uh, to, to comment on your point about Tony Dungy, I think we're going to go, uh, you know, only time will tell that somebody's going to make a mistake. Either this, uh, a lot of teams are going to regret that they passed up on him, or, uh, you know, the Denver Broncos are going to regret they ever even, you know, smelled this guy. So, you know, I think in about a year or two we'll know our answer. Well, I mean, if Brady Quinn and Kyle Orton can keep this guy on the bench for two exactly. years, I think uh, that'll be good news for the Denver Broncos because they must be doing something really spectacular, and I just don't see them being able to pull that off. Well, uh, as a Tim T, well, Tim Tebow, the Broncos actually moved up to get him, so it was a big risk for them. So much of a risk that they're comparing it to the. Drafting of the Broncos by Tommy Maddox drafting the Broncos. 
But according to Tony, see, this is what I'm saying. We could go back and forth all night. Mm-hmm. But according to Tony Dungy, according to what you just told me, they didn't take a risk at all. They made the smartest move of the draft. So which one is it? Well, as I said, we, we, we that's don't one know. coach. We're have to find said, out when he the, the overall consensus was that he was a second or third round pick and the th- fourth well, quarterback that should have been drafted. He ended up I don't being know, the maybe second. I'm nuts, but I, maybe I'm nuts, but I would think I would take Tony Dungy's opinion a little bit more, you know, than some of these guys who have drafted some pukes over the years like Jamarcus Russell first. Well, you know, Jam- Jamarcus Russell is a weird story because before his senior year, he wasn't that known. He wasn't supposed to be drafted that high. Well, the Raiders, I think, People, they don't know like what they did doing. the other year when they went after that uh, Hayward Bay guy, went way far ahead. You know well, what I'm saying? Clear, I think you could really point to some solid evidence that a lot of these guys were making these decisions with the draft, don't know what they're doing, because how many, year in and year out, we get a bunch Especially of the Raiders drafted in the top <laughs> 10 and the top 15. Yeah. But you're yeah. right, Chaz, with... Go ahead. The Raiders are a special case these past few years. <laughs> you know. All right, so let's not let's not say Demarcus Russell. Let's say Tim Couch, another number one. Okay. Quarterback. Let's say let's say David Carr. David right. Carr. I mean, you know, there's so much evidence. I mean, I could name. You know, I I just don't have one name to throw at you. I have it all, and my point was, Tony Dungy has proven he knows what to do to win. And if that guy sees something in Tim Tebow, then I'm listening. Right. A lot more than, than what some of these other guys are saying. Well, Tim Tebow's a leader. I mean, he'll put the team on his back. Well, I would. Uh, how great would it be for Tim Tebow to be a guest on this show? I mean, would you would you cream in your pants, Chaz? Well, <laughs> it'd be it'd be amazing to talk to somebody like that. But as I said, me and you have discussed some other people we could get for the show. Right. right? I, so far, Tim Tebow has gotten the most airtime out of any famous person. Well, but you're right, Chad. What? That's by your choice. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's why I'm saying how great would it be to, to get him on the show? You think he would do it? I promise to read scripture and everything, Tim, if you come on. I mean, you know, I know a little bit something, uh, know a little bit something about it. But uh, let's get to Jay Rio. Anybody, Jamarcus yeah. Russell, anybody, come on the show. Yeah, I don't know what I Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> wow. Right now, I would like to get one other caller that's other than somebody I know personally. I think that would be an accomplishment before there you anything go. else. So uh, let's get to Jay Rios. Jade, video game extraordinaire guru. Uh, Jade is one particular aspect of tonight that I want to discuss with you. Uh, as I'm sitting here sweating in my living room, I'm thinking about the summer, and the summer is coming and for me, the summer means getting cuddled up with a nice baseball video game. Over the years, we've had some real gems, hardball, high heat on the PC, and those games seem not to be there anymore. And we're stuck with the, the choice of MLB, the show, and what is it, the 2K10 series. So, you know, what is your advice for everybody out there who wants to, you know, work on a nice baseball video game for the long summer? Well, you know, it's interesting that uh, you bring up the point of the choices uh, because really nowadays there aren't that many choices in terms of video games. I mean, you really have 
it's down to two. It's the 2K series versus the MLB series. There really isn't any other choice uh, to make, whereas in the past, and and I could say this for, I'm sure, Mo as well, uh, you know, there was hardball. There were lots of different other games that Definitely. you could go to. Um, yeah. hard, I'm drawing a blank. My... Yeah, hardball was the best. But, Jay, I'm drawing a blank. What was the game that we had the league in? The first, well, the original league we started, we actually started the league in uh, MVP, which is no longer... MVP, yes. That was another great game, MVP. I Actually, that, uh, if I could just interrupt for a second, uh, Jay, do you remember, I can't remember the name of the baseball game that was on Nintendo. That was really our first league, if you think about it. Yes, that's true. Uh, baseball Simulator 1000. Simulator. Right. That far back. Yes, with Eric Scalisi. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that is and, correct. And what about, what was the game? What was it, the Commodore that had one of the first hardballs? Commodore had the first hardball. And it had, like, a hack hardball so that you would have, like, the Mets roster and the Yankees roster. <laughs> because you had one team, New Jersey, and, you know, he had, like, a 50, you had a 50 home run guy on that team. You know what game I'm talking about? I think you're talking about. I think you're. I, I'm pretty sure you're still talking about Baseball Simulator 1000. That was with Dale. God, I even remember no, no. the computer player's name. No, uh, this was the computer. It was like Dale Murphy or something. <laughs> this was a computer game. I used to play it uh, with a friend of mine in the 80s. I think he had a Commodore, and it was like a New York and New Jersey. And they simulated that into I think bases loaded. No, bases loaded was strictly Nintendo because that was a Japanese. Company Jalico. Uh, there was a guy. There was it was a New York and a New Jersey, and one of the guys had the 50 home runs, and everybody thought he was like Babe Ruth. Might have been hardball, actually thinking about. It. Yeah, it would have. If it was on the Commodore, it would have to be hardball, unless it was yeah. just a simulator game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was hardball, but yeah, go ahead. So what, those days are gone. We don't have those kind of. Really no, good, I mean, oh, and I, it's unfortunate. I tried to get in. I tried to get into the show last year. And it wasn't working. So what, what 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 are my choices this year? What do you recommend for me? Well, that basically is your two choices: is MLB the Show or uh, MLB 2K. Um, there really isn't anything else out there uh, in terms of the mainstream systems. It's ironic though because uh, MLB the Show is the more popular game. It outsells the 2K uh, baseball game every year, but it's only available on Sony system. It's only available on PS3, PS2, and PSP, um, all three of the Sony brands, whereas 2K is available for all of the Sony brands, all of those three I just mentioned, and the Xbox 360. So um, it's kind of strange how 2K has, has been, uh, been the loser in this battle of uh, video game baseball um, over the past... Uh, a couple of years. It hasn't been the better game either. I mean, MLB has been the king since MVP, uh, which was EA Sports' franchise, um, uh, since they lost the rights to the to the Major League Baseball. Yeah, what happened with that? Uh, now it seems like both both. If I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but both of these games now do carry the names of the players because one game has Evan Longoria on the cover, and another game has Joe Maurer. So how do these guys get the licenses back to use the names? Yeah, I'm actually I'm I I think it comes um, you know MLB only has the rights for the Sony and it's a Sony game so um, 
it's only released on Sony platforms. It's not going to be on Microsoft's Xbox 360. It's not going to be on the Wii. I mean, if you look at the Wii, I mean, that system, I mean, for baseball, you're down to like, uh, I think Little League Baseball is another franchise that's out there now um, that they have for the Wii and the Nintendo DS. But, uh, you know, I mean, sports fans are not going to gravitate to a, a Little League Baseball game with uh, what the Japanese we call like super deformed players, little short, um, <laughs> non-realistic Little League players. You know, they're like cartoon characters. Um, playing baseball. So more people are going to go towards realism and realistic baseball and, you know, uh, a baseball game that has the MLB license, obviously. Um, 2K this year did a uh, promotion for the first time, and their promotion uh, was to give a million dollars to the first person that can confirm having pitched a perfect game in their game of 2K. And believe it or not, I think it was done four or five hours after the game's official midnight release. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I found that, I, I, like, unbelievable. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, Did they uh, up? Yeah, you remember, you remember this story. I think it was the Hardball 3 game. Yes. I was in my house pitching the perfect game up until about the seventh Ah, uh, yes, I remember too. <laughs> and then all, all my power went out. And that was like one of the hardest games to do that on. I was like, forget about it. I, I, and I was going and I, where were you in that game when you pitched that? Like, where, like how far into the game? When did when did the electricity go out? I was like, in, I know I was definitely past the sixth inning. Uh, I it was either the seventh or the eighth inning that I was in. I thought you had said the eighth inning at one point. You might remember better than me. I definitely know I got past the sixth inning because if I didn't get past the sixth inning, I, I wouldn't have thought it was a big deal. I'm realistic. But I, I definitely got past the sixth inning, and if Mo remembers the eighth inning, I'll definitely take that. That's the better story. And I remember I was in Frank's basement, if you recall that dungeon. I <laughs> yeah, I remember and that apartment. I, and I, I wasn't very emotionally stable at that time. And, uh, you know, pitching a perfect game really would have did a lot for me. <laughs> what a boost. And, you that, and, and I don't know who it was out there, but they played a mean trick on me, and all my lights went out. And <laughs> I, just sat, I literally sat there in the dark for a good 45 minutes and not moved in disbelief. <laughs> like, there's no way I could get this back. And they're telling me this clown got how much money for it? <laughs> he got a million dollars, which I think is outrageous. Did they pay him or not? Yeah, no, they paid him. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up now because I, I, I apologize. I was um, <laughs> not as prepared as I wanted to be tonight because of work. Uh, but uh, I do have his information. I believe it was somebody from Georgia, and I believe you had a choice to either pick. Like, they, they had it so that... Um, they actually did have it so that he could um, – he was allowed to um, – like, they had betas of the game, so a lot of the guys were practicing ahead of time on the beta. So it wasn't like he just picked it up and then four hours into, you know, into the game, he, right. he pitched a perfect game. And I did follow um, – before it was officially announced, because I think it was officially announced, uh, like, about a week ago um, – who was the uh, the winner of this uh, million dollar contest? But um, before it was officially announced, I followed it on the message boards, and there were three guys 
that thought they did it first, and they all congratulated each other on the message on the 2K message boards, and uh, they 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 were all pretty confident that they were the one, but they weren't sure. So they had to send in a videotape. And I don't know um, if you guys know what Twin Galaxies is. Twin Galaxies is a uh, website. They've been keeping track of the uh, – they keep track of the world records for Guinness. They were the ones who were supposed to judge the video. And uh, somehow they had to do it where they submitted it to the site, and the time was important because they had to find out who was the first tape to come in. So anyway, it was judged by Twins, uh, Twin, Twins Galaxy. Excuse me. And um, – they were the ones who would finally determine who was the first official uh, entry in the perfect game contest by 2K. And, and like I said, I, I do believe they did have time to practice on a beta online of the game to, like, you know, get an idea of how the game and what, you know, what pitches the pitch. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the guy who, who did pitch the perfect game um, said that he only used two pitches, I believe, uh, it was the guy's name was Wade Mick Dilberry. Uh, he was the contest winner. Um, they did an interview with him on TheExaminer.com, and uh, Wade apparently said that uh, he did it just four hours after he bought the game, and I think he bought it on a midnight release. Well, when you say he did it with two, did you say he did it with two pitches or two pitchers? I'm sorry, two pitches. Yeah, from what I understand, he did it with. I think he used Smoltz. I think that's what he said he, he used on the message boards. I'm pretty sure that was the person, that was the correct person on the message boards. Um, I'm just glancing over my paperwork here to see if, he, because he doesn't really mention it. Um, There's no the, way that should count if he went to the bullpen. Perfect game's got to be by one pitcher. No, 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 no. No, it was one pitcher, but I'm saying, I think, I'm pretty sure he only used two pitches. Right. Um, you know, you know, he, you know, they said, was there a lot of pressure? There's a question on the website asking, on the examiner website in their interview that asked them, what pressures or obstacles did you face trying to pitch the perfect game? And he said there was a lot during the game. There was one batter that took him to the uh, warning track and almost hit a home run. And he said he was really worried about pitching, uh, his pitching and, and, and batting technique during the game and not being able to get the pitch that he wanted correctly. Um, because it's all done in, in 2K, the pitching and the batting, uh, you use analog control. Uh, for those who don't know what that is, that's the sticks on the. It's not buttons. You're not swing. You know, you're not just pressing a button to swing the bat and the pitch. You're using the analog sticks. Those are the sticks usually in the middle or uh, under the buttons uh, on your control, depending on what system you're playing on. So, uh, and he said he used the Atlanta Braves and then he used uh, Smoltz. Uh, as his pitcher, and he said you could choose between the Braves and the Mets, and since he's from Georgia, he chose uh, Atlanta. Oh, very interesting, uh, and he, he's got a million dollars for that. Uh, yes, and you know what I find even more interesting is that is the biggest single payout uh, to one competitor in competitive gaming today. That's That person... <laughs> has gotten a million dollars. Uh, I think it you know, was for being for four hours of work. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean for more than that, but well, I think it's kind of a bummer for the game and the people who made the game that it happened so quick. I bet you they were counting on a little bit more, uh, you know, drama than that. 
Oh, they absolutely were counting on uh, you know a month long, drawn out contest. But I mean, you know, you know video games, and this panel, you guys all know video games. You, this whole panel knows video games. So, I mean, there's no way that something like that isn't going to be done quick. And I knew that ahead of time. A lot of people are like, oh, the perfect game's impossible to pitch. It can't be done. It takes a long time. That's not true. I've pitched the perfect game on multiple um, consoles. I've done it on hardball uh, twice. I've done it on um, MVP. Uh, I did it in our league. So it's not something that's impossible to do. Um, I'm unless not saying, the power goes out on you, then you're in good trouble. Unless the power, <laughs> right? Unless unless you're in some basement somewhere, and the and the guys, then the uh, landlord's name is Frank. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, time you know, time yeah, then it, And and not for nothing, wasn't Frank like? Didn't he work for Conrad or something? <laughs> I mean, uh, no. Oh, okay, close enough. But uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, I you know, it's not an impossible thing to do. And I thought that 2K was banking even on that it couldn't be done. And and maybe it couldn't have been done by their testers. But it certainly was something that, uh, you know, was, in my mind, I thought was going to be done. I don't know if I expected it to be done within four hours. That was pretty quick. Um, that's actually really quick. I mean, even if you're playing the demo, the game changes a lot after the beta. So I was really surprised, but he did say, from what I remember on the message boards, that all of them actually said the same thing, that they had used only two pitches and two locations for those pitches to be able to strike guys out rather easily and, and make them, you know, you know, not get good contact on the ball during the game. But, I mean, when you think about it, you know, the overall picture was 2K invested a million dollars and what kind of return did they get on the press? And did people buy the game? Did more people buy the game because they gave out this million-dollar challenge? Um, and I don't think that's been determined yet. I mean, MLB is still uh, the more popular game. And, uh, and to me, it's still the better game. I mean, uh, definitely 2K has improved a lot this year uh, with, its, with its pitching control. But... Um, I still think it's got a little ways to go to catch up to MLB. Well, Jay recommends if I want to, if anybody wants to duplicate the perfect game minus the million dollars to do it on the MLB system. Or I should say the MLB game. Yes, absolutely. I think I've never, actually, I've never pitched the perfect game, I don't think, on the MLB. No, I don't believe I have. I don't think I've ever pitched a perfect game on MLB. I'm just hesitant because uh, I I had MLB last year and didn't like it, so I don't know if I'm going to invest that type of money in it, uh, only to be disappointed. But uh, your opinion is that it's clearly the better of the two. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, granted, that's my opinion on the current games out there. I mean, uh, High Heat's another game we didn't mention that is no longer around, but High Heat on Excellent. the PC was one of the oh, best yeah, High Heat for the games PC. I ever played. Yeah, that was great. It's like it seems like with baseball, when they have a good thing going, they don't know how to keep it. Well, you know, that that you know that you that's a whole other story. I mean, High Heat uh, was a great – like I said, I thought High Heat – was an excellent game. Didn't make as good a translation from the computer to the console. It was a much better game on the PC. And then when it got oh, to yeah. the console, it wasn't that great. 
uh, on the PS2, it made its debut with Kurt Schilling on the cover, and it right. really wasn't that great a game. Yeah, it's the only game I ever remember playing on on the PC. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't really sit in front of the computer and play games, but I was in front of my computer every day, and uh, that was, I think was the best and most unique baseball game that I've ever played. Uh, and I've played a lot of good ones, but uh, we I don't think we've come close to anything like that since. Zuto, we're still on air? No, I agree with you. Oh, still on air, Zoot? This point, Chaz, why does it matter? <laughs> I want well, the show. Let's put it this way: the, the show is not streaming live anymore, but it is still the show. It's still going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so I mean, if you have to go, Chaz, I, I understand. But. Chaz, is your is your obligation over? Have you uh, is your contract? Everything you're saying right now will be heard by whoever chooses to listen. <laughs> okay. Well, we weren't sure the other day about that. That's why yeah. I'm in. Well, we got, well I, decided, I I figured since we still had a good flow going that uh, I wasn't going to stop it after the hour. And I think everybody seemed to have gotten that but you. Guys, <laughs> you just ended the show, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> so it might as well be over now. <laughs> so I, just to comment on the show, I actually thought, I mean, I, this is still in its infancy, but this is, and this is the third show, but I just want to say, guys, I really enjoyed listening to this show. I thought this, out of the three shows, um, I really enjoyed listening to this one. This was a really good show. Um, and, and Chaz, you did a great job, and Mo, you did a great job. You guys really, I mean, I really held my interest, and I was very surprised. It was a really excellent show, excellent show. Yeah, so you sucked. We were good. <laughs> oh, Zoot's oh, always good. I, you know, I write. I'm your guys' coattails. That's what I'm expecting. Never supposed to be as good as his, right? <laughs> uh, as long as you keep making those kind, having those opinions, Chaz will be fun. <laughs> you did great. You did great. Good topics. Nah, oh, this is all gonna. Uh, this is all gonna be on on the the show. But uh, what did you think that was better about this show than the other two, Jay? Uh, you know, you just, you know, you got me interested. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking MMA, and MMA is great. Um, but, you know, you guys kind of dabbled a little bit into, into, you know, it was sports. But you were borderline uh, discussing, um, almost discussing politics. And, and religion, uh, too, yeah. You know, it was a board, It was a little bit more than sports tonight, and uh, you know, um, the only thing I could add to the Tebow thing, and I know I'm, you know that discussion has already gone and passed. But I mean, if there's anything I can add, the one thing I would have added uh, is Charlie did bring up a really good point. He goes, "Well, why do you know? Uh, you know, why does Tim Tebow get attention for doing positive stuff?" Or, um, or, or Zoot had mentioned that, and I think and Charlie had mentioned somebody else's accomplishment. And, um, you know, I, I think, it, or, and why is that better? Why did, why, why did, or you had mentioned, Zoot, I think, um, why did somebody right, yeah. get attention for dating somebody, you know, as opposed to doing something good? Right. Um, and I think that's just because it's money. I mean, it, unfortunately, we live in a time where money drives 
you know, the story. People are more interested about laying down five bucks to hear about Tiger Woods sex stories than, you know, somebody going out and, you know, doing something nice for somebody, um, which is a shame. Um, I know. But I, I think that says a lot about savvy about our society, but it is about money, I think. No, what's said, what the hell was I looking at today? With all the stuff going on with Tiger Woods, at one of those press conferences, he had to defend himself as to why he went to a Nickelback concert. Yeah, now that's that's I'm surprised we haven't talked about that topic on this show, and I'm sure Luke has something lined up for that, or maybe not. Maybe maybe the world has had enough. Of uh, I, I, I've always been very anti golf and very anti. I can't say anti Tiger yeah. Woods. <laughs> he's not even. I, he's anti golf. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm second on that. I'm in favor of anti golf. And Tiger Woods <laughs> never piqued my interest, despite how popular and how many tournaments he was. I could never care less. I can don't. I don't even know the rules of golf. So if Tiger Woods is a great player, wasn't going to get me interested. His dick certainly isn't going to get me interested either. <laughs> I know, but you'll think about it all night, like you did Tebow. I hope not. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just going to say, be thinking about you and Sarah Palin. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, I hope you change anything going for you, Chad. You know what? That's a little creepy for me. If that's what you're thinking about, is me and Sarah Palin. But if that works for you, more power to you, my friend. <laughs> hey, the only one that I, I throw Sarah Palin one before Tim Tebow, let's be honest. <laughs> Hey, the only other thing this I can add out to that the only other thing I could add to that conversation that you guys had mentioned before was that I don't know if we've had any great uh I know you guys said that there's some NFL players that have gone and I'm sure there have, uh former there's definitely athletes that have gone into politics. Um and uh but I don't know how many great athletes have gone into politics. So if Tim Tebow does go into politics, and you're right, absolutely right, his history has him gone right into politics. Um, right. Well, there is. Well, uh, I, what, is that gonna say for, what is that going to say for his NFL career? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think he's a politician if his NFL career don't work out. But out of doubt, I just said that the too. two big names I know of is Bill Bradley from the Knicks right. and Jim Bonning was a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yep. Those are only two I could think of. Was um and they what played about just, 20, and they played years, you know, they played in the sixties and the seventies. What about uh Roger Staubach? Wasn't he also? Uh he might have been on a small scale. I don't think he was in Congress or anything like that. I don't know. I, what I about really Jesse Debody Ventura? Uh, oh, <laughs> he was a, he was the governor, but yeah, I'm not I, governor. Know. I don't <laughs> I don't consider him a, a sports, you know, guy. I don't know. I don't consider him sports. But he definitely was a celebrity. But the thing interesting about Jesse the Body Ventura is he was also a Navy SEAL. Right. I mean, you know, the guy, you know, the guy, you know did a lot more than his country than uh, most people. Yeah. But yet he's seen as a joke politician because he was a wrestler. Right. That's all I got to say. So, am I ending this, guys, or uh, did Charlie really put a tamper in the situation of the show? <laughs> I think Charlie should end the show every night.
I was going to keep going as long as we were going to go. Uh, well, that's not how you did but, it man, the other no. time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. I say nothing but, in there. Chaz, come on, man. What do you want me to tell you? There are no rules. Although the, the second time, I don't know what happened. We just went off. I don't know if I pressed the wrong button. Right, yeah. Or what have you. They yeah, I not for nothing heard some sort of commercial. If I wanted to, press the star button or some nonsense. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, and we still had a couple of technical stuff going on tonight, but not as bad as last night. But, no. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you guys you got nothing else, I'm going to end it. Okay. No, that's about it. Now, oh, what what? I'm sorry, go ahead, Chess. Go ahead. Do people post, like, any comments on your page, whatever, your blog talk page, or no? Not yet. Not I, yet. No, I, I have had people look at my profile and view the show, but I have no idea who they are. There's no messages for me or anything. By the way, for those who don't know, and myself included, what is the website or where I could find this on the Internet? Well, the, unless you go to my Facebook, I don't know how easy it is right now. The, the website is called blogtalkradio.com, and okay. you could definitely – you could even make your own show. It's not, you know – it's free, and uh, people, from what I know, have a hard time finding it when they go to the actual website. But I post it on my Facebook, oh. and you know, if nothing else, it would be great for the show if Charlie and Mo got on Facebook. But I'm not expecting miracles. <laughs> but that's about all I know about how to get on the show, how to listen to the show right now. I made a promise to myself that I was never going to get onto one of these social networking sites. You know, I don't need a farm. I don't need none of that stuff. I'm just fine. <laughs> farm I, don't, I, don't do any of, I don't do any of that. Farm bill. Uh, I don't know. You sure you don't need a farm, Chad? <laughs> I don't need a farm. I don't I, I don't need a spitting llama or nails or anything else. Well, you don't paint. have to do anything at all. It's just a good way to get in touch with the people that you don't normally, you don't normally can get in touch with. I don't like most people. You gotta remember that. <laughs> well, you have control yeah, over who you have on, on your page. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure you would. Do, you wouldn't want to have all the old Bannon guys, or at least some of them. Maybe not Ralph, but <laughs> Ralph, <laughs> the nemesis. But anyway, <laughs> hey, Chad, Chad, the last thing I want to do, Charlie, is to get in, in the way of any of your promises. But I don't want to make you feel sad tonight before you go to bed, but I made a, I also made a promise never to play trivia, so I know where you're coming from. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? I'm surprised that Charlie has gone this long without a tri- trivia question. Yeah. yeah I, I'm surprised you haven't brought one up there, Charlie. Uh, well, I asked one. I asked one the other night. Yeah. Made a first show, but he, he, didn't, oh, he didn't go to didn't, trivia this week. I for that. Oh, all right. He didn't go to trivia this week. That's probably why. Yeah. Okay. Chaz, let me ask you all something. Right. Do you go through, like, trivia withdrawal when you don't go? A little bit. I miss it. No, but you got the trivia on the on the Internet. That's the right. trivia thing, right? Hey, yeah, Ch- Chaz, if you, had, if you had a farm, Chaz, you wouldn't miss it. <laughs> exactly. Right, you, can, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have to go harvest my cranberries. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you twink your batteries. Hey, don't knock it till you try it, Chad. 
Taz would be on or, Facebook if they had trivia, though. They do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Friggin', everything have, links to have, trivia. I mean, everything much. links to Facebook. Pogo, uh, my trivia site, all that stuff. Yeah, they have similar quizzes to what you're into, like the picture quizzes, from what you were telling me about. Yeah, well, should get over here one night. I told you, I'm doing nothing until you get on Facebook. And maybe we can well, work like something we're never out. Gonna it. it looks like it's never going to happen since you made that <laughs> big promise to yourself. <laughs> but I made my promise first. You're just copying, man. No, because I really want you on Facebook. So one, one, uh, one hand washing the other, so to speak. What are you, one of those really people that, that that needs friends? I need more friends. Come on, Facebook. I need more friends. Visit my phone. You, you don't have to look for any friends. You just get, you know, the ones that, that would be needed, like everybody on this panel. And uh, you don't have to do anything else. That's the beauty of Facebook. You, you can go no, most without even going on it. Yeah, the other thing is, Chaz, he, you can, uh, or anybody for that matter, if anybody's on Facebook, you could go and catch the episodes on Zoot's Facebook page. Um, so that it just makes it easier. Like, you could literally just go to Zoot's Facebook page, and then, um, you know, I, I, that might be something also, Zoot, that you might want to do, is create a Zoot uh, radio profile on Facebook. Um, and then you could post the episodes on that page, and then uh, <laughs> if Chaz were to... Step over the line and join Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> to actually look at it. What would take? What would it take for him to break the promise? You know. I don't know. <laughs> Have it be a paying job. There you go. Paying job. <laughs> <laughs> so money. That's all it takes for you to break your promise. Money. Spoken like a true Republican. <laughs> and uh, on that note, dude, I'm going to end it unless you guys want to keep talking to each other. Chaz, I'll pay you $5 to join Facebook. You don't got $5. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll pay you $4. $350. If you're serious, I'll give you the three. I'll drive over to your house now. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> it's all right. I'll leave it in your mailbox before I... Um, if anything, uh, one last thing, uh, Zoot, just to let you know. I'm yeah. heading down to Philly tomorrow morning for the Players Bowl. That's the uh, Madden uh, Players Bowl down in Philadelphia held by Game Time Philly. And uh, if anybody's down there, come down to 4th and Arch, the Holiday Inn. Sign up, I believe, before 10 o'clock and uh, get in the tournament. A lot of good things going on tomorrow. Have fun and good luck with that, Jay. Yep. Yeah, we can't wait to hear about it. Uh, maybe on Monday we'll we'll talk about that if you're available. Absolutely. Uh, we'll definitely want we'll definitely want to get cool. it. Uh, fun, you know, whatever it is that went down. But uh, I'm about done, dudes. Uh, I feel like Charlie can have ready for bed. Well, past my bedtime. I had to take a nap earlier. I don't know why. Tonight I'm tired, but. I do thanks, and uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys sometime over the weekend. Yep, and let you know. 
again. Good thanks. stuff, guys. I will talk to you uh, later. All right, Good night. Take care, guys.